tonal energy on a scale which we have never encountered before. Chronal hmm? energy. Hmm. What is causing it? It must be a time ship of some sort. Nothing else could generate these readings. If it is, I must have it, Kazuk. I must. It will be so if you wish it, O oh great matriarchs. There must be a time traveler among the humans, then. <laughs> oh, let it be so. <laughs> I have heard of the delicacies of consuming a time-sensitive being. Oh, it is said to be a feast like no other. <sighs> Find the time being for me. I will feed on him. Yeah. And become supreme! Yeah. Then I will have his power to consume this this pitiful world and all who inhabit it. Find him. Find him, Aranth! Find him! Find him! Matriarchs, we have enough power to send two of our number through the dimensional barrier and stay there for an extended period of time. Oh, excellent, Haranth. You are quickly becoming my favorite. You will accompany Gadok. Collect as many nutrients as possible from the humans. And most especially, you must collect this time being. For me? No! Yes, matriarchs. Oh. And do not think to consume the being yourselves. He must be mine. And mine alone! It shall be so, O oh Great One. We will deliver this creature to you on a platter. Garnished with the remains of the humans. Wonderful, Katok. Now go quickly. For I hunger. Le Vacant, are all the men and items accounted for? Captain, we should be ready to meet the crew of the Terror as soon as Seaman Seely returns from the ship. What the blazes is he doing on the ship? We have disembarked from her, Mr. Le Vacant. Don't the men understand what that means? Uh, yes, sir. A- apparently, Seely forgot his diary. His diary? Yes, sir. He's been chronicling our journey in it. He thought it might be useful. What would I need some enlisted man's ramblings for? Send someone to fetch him immediately. Yes, sir. Coombs, I have a job for you. This just shows how undisciplined the crew has become since Crozier took over. Just look at how that boy is carrying those supplies. Chambers! What in the Lord's name do you think you're doing? Sorry, sir. It slipped out of my hand. It slipped because you were careless, boy. Yes, sir. Well, don't just stand there and stare at me with your tongue tied. Pick it up. Sir, the Everest. What is it now? What in the blazes is happening to my ship? Now where could I have left that thing? It's definitely not in my bunk, or in my storage chest. Of course, I let Chambers read a bit of it last night because he couldn't sleep. There you are, you little blighter. 
Oi, Seely! You're in trouble, mate! The captain found out what you were about here! I only went to fetch my diary. Doesn't matter. He's well annoyed this morning. Blast. We'd better get back or... What's that? I don't know. Maybe. Behind you! Look out! What the... Captain, all the crew and provisions are accounted for on shore. We stand ready, sir. Thank you, Lieutenant. What about the doctor and his young friend? Good morning, Crozier. Ah, there you are. Are the two of you ready to leave? I expect so. Yes, Captain. Well then, if you would not mind escorting our guests off the ship, Mr. Little, I need a moment to say goodbye to her. Yes, sir. Come along, you two. Poor chap. It's always difficult for a captain to leave his vessel for the last time. I imagine it's much the same for you having lost your ship. In some ways, it's worse. The bond between a Time Lord and his TARDIS is hard to explain unless you've experienced it. She's my longest and most faithful companion. Hmm. I suppose I'm chopped kidneys. The 21st century American expression is chopped liver, not kidneys. And you know that you have a very special place in my hearts, Chris. I know, Doctor. I miss the TARDIS, too. It'd be difficult to adjust to life without her. Without her? Oh, fiddlesticks. She'll turn up, I dare say. It'll take more than a pan-dimensional hiccup to keep me and the old ship apart. You'll see. Yes, Doctor. All right, men. Bring that boat over here and line her up with the others. I thought we were crossing land, not safe to arrive at our destination. We are. The boats are for a river we have to get to. Once we get to the river, we can travel down it to a trading outpost for help. Can't really reach it without them. Are they not heavy? Very. We have a lot of men, however, and most of us are still in good health thanks to eating full provisions for so long and having the ships to protect us from the cold. Fortunately, we also have these large sleds that were built while the captains thought we were still missing. It'll still be a struggle to haul them. We don't really have another option. Do you have enough for everyone? Captain Fitzjames is bringing more from the Ubris. Together we have four whaleboats, four cutters, and two jolly boats, which will also double as shelters with the boat covers that they have sewn on. We also have tool chests and repair kits in case any of them get damaged along the way. Very thorough. I can see that Crozier was quite busy while we were gone. You'll also both need these. Goggles? Handmade from wire mesh meant to protect you from snow blindness. One of the dangers we will face on our journey. You seem to have thought of everything, Captain. My condolences about having to leave the Terra behind. She's a fine ship, but her work is done. It's up to us to make it now. That's odd. That Terra is getting difficult to see. Is this the snow blindness you speak of? I doubt it. <sighs> I feel the instability again. We'd best get as far away as we can. Little, help me with the doctor. Crozier, thank goodness you made it off. Is anyone on board the Terra? No, I was the last to disembark. You were lucky. The Erebus has also gone with two of my crew, Celia and Coombs. Coombs had forgotten his diary, apparently, and had gone back to retrieve it. Celia saw what was happening and went to get him. The poor fools. They may still be alive. These warps appear to be sending objects elsewhere. As long as they landed safe, they should be all right. Sirs, this instability thing is getting bigger. Let's move it, men. Leave everything behind. Go! You're not gonna make it! Go! Leave without me. Just keep Chris safe. Absolutely not, Doctor. We don't leave a man behind. Up you go, Doc. I appreciate the futile gesture, gentlemen, but we appear to be surrounded. It is all around us! There's no place to go! What can we do? Perhaps if I can reverse the...
have you brought me from the earth vessels that appeared in this dimension, faithful one? Oh, matriarchs, there were but two morsels on the first earth ship. The other one was deserted. <laughs> Are these the puny things? Yes, matriarchs. I have longed to taste one of these creatures myself. But which one? This one is still conscious. No, excellent. No, I love it when they squirm. No. Are you? I am the matriarch of this vessel, and you are lunch. Oh. Where are we? Everyone accounted for, Mr. Little? Aye, sir. We are definitely at the campsite where the Chiron appeared. Very good, Lieutenant. Well, Doctor, it looks as if these space jumps of yours are real after all. Of course they are. I'm not delusional, you know. Well, if all of our men and most of our supplies are here at the camp, then where are the Erebus and the Terror? I suspect that due to their size and mass, they are most likely shifted into the other dimension that I detected on my scanner. We were very lucky indeed. If we'd been spread out more, or if the time-space jump had been more unstable, we would have been scattered all over the area, or trapped in the other dimension. You say these jumps affect both space and time. How much time? According to my watch, three days have passed. Preposterous! This whole business is preposterous. After silver alien creatures, huge vessels disappearing before our eyes, boxes bigger inside than out, and people and things popping in and out of thin air, I think I can believe the doctor if he tells us we traveled three days in the future. You trust us, then? What choice do we have? Besides, everything you tell us appears to be true. Thank you, Captain. You seem to have earned it. Here comes our surgeon. What do you have to report, Petty? Any injuries? Aside from being terrified out of their wits, I would dare say the men are as fit as a fiddle. They should probably have time to collect themselves, though. We'll rest here, then. I think it would be a good idea to leave a note in the cairn before we go. In the event that someone from home comes looking for us, they may just find it. It's moved once already. This area is obviously a hotbed of temporal instability. Still, it can't hurt. In fact, we should probably leave messages whenever we get the chance. Uh, Mr. Little, do you still have Gore's message with you? The one that Irving found in this pillar before? Yes, sir. It's still in my pocket. Here you are, sir. Sergeant Tozer, fetch my clerk, Mr. Heltman, to take down a letter for me. Aye, Captain. This is where the human vessels stood. Why are they not here? Wait, Aranth. I will access my cybernetic scanner to locate them. Ah, they have only moved a short distance. It would take the humans the better part of a day to go that far, but we can easily reach them in a quarter of that time. 
Excellent. Let the hunt begin. Hello, Liak. May I join you? Certainly, Christine. Where is the doctor? He is working on some device he brought from the TARDIS with him. He tells me that it will allow him to control the space jumps to a degree. He is a mighty shaman, much like my father. I miss him and my sister so much. You have been very quiet today. Is something wrong? Fitz James and his men hate me. I can feel their disgust when they look at me. It is exactly the same as it is with my tribe after my father died. I know how you feel. Before I met the doctor, I was treated as an animal. But the doctor taught me self-respect and that I deserve to be treated with such formal. You deserve it too, no matter what they think. They do not like the doctor and me either. Do not let it bother you. They are not worth it. I wish I could belong somewhere. I should have left with Pooja. Is Pooja your sister? Yes. She is older and stronger than I. She had no fear of being alone. I could not bear the thought of living like that. I believe the doctor would call you a people person. Whatever that means. The doctor does seem to speak strangely at times. Even stranger than your average white man. Yes, he does. There is no one quite like him anywhere. I said earlier that Captain Koji and some other men treated you well. You should spend time with them. They are busy. I want to help them, but I fear I will be in the way. Nonsense! You know this time far better than they do. You should be their guide. Indeed you should. Doctor! Is your device working? I haven't been able to test it yet, but the dimensional stabilizer should allow me to control the jumps so that we can move forward towards our goal when they occur instead of backwards, which would be terribly frustrating, wouldn't it? Yes, indeed. I need power it without the TARDIS. The stabilizer has its own power supply. You are a wise man, Doctor. Thank you, Liak. And you are a brave and considerate person to want to help Crozier and his men despite how some of them treat you. Come on, then. Let's go integrate you socially. Nine officers and fifteen men. Read the message back to me if you would, Mr. Helpman. How's it coming? Let me see. Help yourself. Oh, thank you. Very kind. Um, April 25th, 1848. Her Majesty's ships Terror and Erebus were deserted on 22nd April, five leagues north-northwest of this, having been beset since the 12th of September, 1846. The officers and crews, consisting of 105 souls under the command of Captain R.F.M. Crozier, landed here in latitude 69, 37 degrees north, longitude 98, 41 degrees west. Sir John Franklin died 11th of June, 1847. The total loss by deaths in the expedition has been to this date nine officers and fifteen men. Why do you not mention the Tupelaks in your message? We have no proof. Any other explorer would assume we'd gone mad if we left a letter with descriptions of monsters and disappearing ships. If we find some proof, we'll include it in a future message. Should you not warn them about the danger somehow? I've thought about that. I can't think of a way of warning them without them assuming that we are either insane or that the Inuit are somehow responsible. I'm afraid of the retribution that could be brought onto Liak's people. Captain, 
Looks like there's a storm brewing. All right, men. We'd better finish setting up and get into shelter before this storm hits. Crozier, I still say that we should head to Baffin Bay, where we could meet up with a whaling fleet this summer. That is a slim chance at best. If we go to Bax River, we can take the river to Hudson's Bay Company outpost. What do you think, Doctor? Bax River seems the wisest choice to me. It's a more certain chance of rescue. Bax River it is. Mr. Heltman, at the end of the message, write, and start tomorrow, the 26th, for Baxfish River. The letter is a little dry. Could I write an amusing anecdote at the end? No. Mr. Little, put the letter in the cairn and get some men to cover the opening. Aye, sir. How about a limerick? Something like, there once was a Dalek from Scarrow whose voice sounded something like Charo. No! Mmm, what a tasty treat that was. How I envy Kartok and Harunth on their hunt. Your greatness, we have an incoming communication from our human lackey. However, there is some interference due to the increased instability between dimensions. No matter. I will hear a message. No. Matriarch, it is I, your servant. I know. Speak. I have news of the white man's plans. The device you gave me to spy on them is working perfectly. They intend to head for what they call Bax River. Crozier was kind enough to describe its location. I am sending the map and coordinates. Coordinates received. <laughs> oh, how nice of them to make it easy on us. Look, and they are coming towards the portion of our ship still located on Earth. We will be able to use less power to get to them. Excellent work, human. If you continue to serve us this well, you will not only survive when we are freed, but you will be given a position of power over your Fellow meat. Thank you, Matriarchs, but all I need is vengeance. And you shall have it. What have all this better portal over the camp for? The makeshift lightning rods intended to protect us from these storms. They get quite nasty up here. This area is especially vulnerable to lightning strikes. Wonderful. Don't worry, we'll be alright. No! Get away! The creatures are here! Men, get your guns! I know them! Of course I should have realized. Not Tupalax, Taplex. One of the most dangerous predatory species in the galaxy. Lieutenant! Sergeant Toza, fire will! Try to avoid hitting Reed and Hornby! It's not working, Lieutenant. The Taplex are extremely difficult to kill. How do we stop them? We don't. Uh, 